Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Vibing with Sleazy, the podcast. This is season four, episode nine, and this is a two-parter episode, so this is part one of the two-parter. This episode's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm doing something different. I am solo. There's no special guest today, but there actually is, in a way. Uh, my special guest is ChatGPT. And uh, Chat GPT is something online. It's a free service currently. And uh, basically, uh, let's just start off by going in. And, and the reason I broke this into a two-parter, uh, part one is going to be pretty much informing the listeners what Chat GPT is, uh, the benefits, the things. Uh, we're going to play around with it a little bit and uh, have some fun with it. And then part two, I'm actually going to have Chat GPT as my actual podcast guest. Uh, they are willing to be my podcast guest. Um, that is an actual feature uh, from Chat GPT. So uh, it's pretty cool. And I thought, fuck it, why not give it a shot? So I thought a two-parter would be great. So episode nine and 10 um, will be up. Uh, and I'm going to upload them both together. That way, as soon as you're done with this one, you'll tune right into the podcast episode. So let's dive in here. Um when you ask the general question of what does chat GPT mean, um, basically it's a chat generative pre-trained transformer. And what it was, it was developed by an AI research company called OpenAI. And it's an artificial intelligence chatbot technology that can process our natural human language and generate a response. Simply put, you can ask chat GPT a question and it will give you an answer. Um, I just learned about ChatGPT in the most recent month. Uh, the last week of May, I went down to Hendersonville, Tennessee to visit Jim and Christine, a couple friends from college. They live together there in Hendersonville. And uh, Jim is always up on technology. Uh, he actually works for the Robin Hood app. He's been a former guest. Look up uh, Sleazy Vibes with uh, James Dalton. Uh, and uh, basically... Uh, it is uh, just something that I had heard of, but I just hadn't dove into. You know, you hear negatives about AI and, you know, you're told to stay away from it and, and different things. And and so I just kind of never dove into it, never was just like, I, I'll eventually get into it. I'm good right now. And, and I try to jump into things in the early uh you know, start of stuff. So I'm, I'm on top of it or I'm in the loop quick. I, I like to do that, but this was just something that I guess I just didn't do much research into, or it didn't really intrigue me. Um, so Jim and I, um, you know, he goes, his real name's James, but he goes by Jim. Uh, Jim and I are sitting there on the back patio hanging out and, uh, he's telling me about chat GPT and he's like, Hey, give it a shot. So I log in, you got to create an account. And basically, uh, what happens is you go to this website and it's openai.com. And when you go to the website, you're going to get hit with a big, um, generic, bold opening paragraph, if that makes sense. It'll say, Introducing Chat GPT. We have trained a model called ChatGPT, which interacts in a conversational way. The dialogue format makes it possible for ChatGPT to answer follow-up questions, admit its mistakes, challenge incorrect premises, and reject inappropriate requests. So there is things that you can ask ChatGPT that they won't know due to, like, dating, 
after a certain date, they don't have all the information uploaded in their system. They eventually will. I know this thing's going to keep evolving over the years. Um, the second thing with it is when you are talking to it, um, if you ask it something inappropriate, it may say, hey, that's inappropriate. I don't want to answer that. And, you know, the chat GBT here, it's not a fucking sex spot or something or some dirty thing. This is actually something you can use beneficially. I have been using it, um, trying to on a daily basis because of how much information it gives me, how much cool stuff I learn. And it's just fucking fun to play with when you're bored. And I learned so many things about different things in the world that I had no knowledge about. And so when you're on the website, you know, you look at it and you're kind of like, do I want to sign up with this? Do I want to give them my information? Like, what is this shit? But it gives you all the information and then you uh, pretty much hit their menu button and you go to the bottom uh, page, which is the sign up page, and just give them your information, your basic info, and um, you'll be able to, to log in. And what's good about logging in, it saves your previous conversations it lets you create new conversations. And you actually, when you're having these combos with the chat GPT, you can individualize your conversations. And what I mean by that is you can title them. You can give them a specific name and uh, basically, you know, say you want to refer back to that. Like there's something, for example, um, I'm trying to think of a good one. And I'm, I'm going to get on here and play with it here in a minute. But uh, for you all to have some examples. But just just one just off the top of my head, like I created one uh, about traveling. And I wanted to do a uh, trip to hit a few other states I haven't seen yet. So I pretty much asked it to give me my exact route. It gives me the exact map. It tells me when to leave, when to go. And yeah, there's some things that are generic, like take this route. You know, it, yeah, like pretty much what you would get from a GPS. But it does give you some shortcuts. It does give you some tips. And it also, like, when I mentioned a few states that I wanted to go see, it gave me ideas of tourist attractions that I had never uh pretty much considered or thought of when I was going to that state. So um, I just thought off the hand, that was super cool. What I really liked playing with it on the first night, whenever uh, Jim introduced me to ChatGPT, was two things. Uh, number one was the paranormal factor. I'm not saying it's haunted or spooky or there's like a ghost uh, situation, but it was the case of being able to ask, uh, where haunted things in certain cities, uh, haunted things in certain towns, uh, what is haunted, uh, uh, tell me uh, where maybe certain people are buried, uh, you know, and I love ghost hunting and spooky stuff and just paranormal in general, so it was really cool to be able to get all the information that I was able to get from chat GPT just by asking it, um, basic questions about different, or excuse me, different places and, um, different situations. So um, I'm actually going to get on ChatGPT now. Uh, I've already logged in, so I've skipped this step. And uh, again, and I apologize if I sound a little nasally, uh, I'm getting over a serious code. So, uh, but I'm battling through it. You know, season four has got to come and I'm delivering these uh, masterpieces for you. So uh, I can't stop no matter if I got a, a nasal nose or a little head clog, but you know, we're battling that over here. So uh, when you get on and you log in, which like I said, I skipped those steps. So we don't just sit here and wait. 
you log in with your email and your password that you generate, and then you go to an open AI page. It's a white page. It's got three buttons. And basically, these three buttons are going to give you three options. You're going to be able to go to ChatGPT, which is interacting with their flagship language model and a, a conversational interface. You also could click on DALL-E, which sounds like WALL-E. And basically, that's creating a realistic image and art from a description in a natural language. And then you have API which that is integrating open AI models into your application or business. There is many people that I know, Jim knows, uh, I've read online, that use this every day in business, every day in their work life. Um, pretty much couldn't probably do their job to the way they need to without ChatGPT. And that's crazy because it's still kind of almost in the trial stage. It's still learning. It's still adapting. But this is how much information this thing has. And when you really, really dive deep into it, you're blown away by what all you can learn and pick up. So I'm going to click on ChatGPT because the other two options are actually, uh, they, they cost. You got to get credits and different things. Um, I might eventually play around with that for a podcast episode or just for general fun. But I'm going to start with the ChatGPT, the free research preview. And I'm going to kind of show you uh, what, what you can kind of get. And, you know, and explaining this without a visual can be difficult at times, but that's what Bible sleeps is, just audio. And, you know, I'm going to be able to tell you stuff. And I, I feel like I describe things and I give a pretty visual description. So when you go on it, it looks like a basic chat box and basically gives you limitations. You know, it allows you to uh, provide follow uh, corrections to the chat GBT. It's trained to decline inappropriate requests. It may occasionally generate incorrect info. So it's warning you that some info might be incorrect. Uh, it might have messed up and you're like, well, wait, why would I want to use that? It's very rare. And it's so quick to verify stuff that the information that ChatGBT is giving you, it's info that you weren't even fucking thinking about to go research and verify. So that's why it's worth giving a shot. And you're getting a lot of factual stuff. Some of the things I've I've learned on here, I've looked more into and I'm like, shit, if I didn't learn that on ChatGBT, I don't know, you know, I, I wouldn't even have, have looked into that. Um, and again, I have no endorsement with ChatGBT. I'm not sponsored, love to be, but... Um, this is just something I think everybody needs to use or at least give a shot and um, learn something today. Um, it's also the future. I mean, that's it. Maybe you're scared to admit it. Maybe it's sad to admit it. Um, I know there is negatives that are involved with it. You know, shit, the Google, the Google uh, AI guy stepped down because he was scared of the fears that, you know, AI could take over. But, you know, a lot of the movie stuff, a lot of that is is very dramatic and uh, fictional and very extreme, very, very, very long way down the road. So given ChatGPT, it's not something super dangerous. And I think it's, like I said, it's worth a shot, uh, giving it a uh, giving it a go. And basically it tells you the last fact is limited knowledge of world and events after 2021. So that's very important. So anything that you're looking for maybe after 2021, you're not going to find it on here. Um, and that's where I was telling you about five minutes ago that it's going to keep adapting. It's going to keep evolving and growing. And there will be more information on here. And that's why it's a free research preview. So 
just um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna start off though with uh, asking it some basic questions and just kind of show you what we can do. And then the second thing I wanted to say before I get into it that I was saying that I loved just when I was playing with it that night on the back patio there with Jim was the story time feature. You can give it names, characters, um, plots, scenes, locations, and basically tell them all this info and say, make me a story. Make me a plot. And yes, it's not going to be a fucking full 198-page novel that you can copyright and go turn in and uh, become a New York Times bestseller, but it's going to give you about six or seven paragraphs, give you a little plot synopsis maybe, and you can take that and be motivated to go write a story, or it's just fun to do with friends. I mean, I was using all our friends' names there in Nashville, and we were uh, laughing, just kind of seeing what the story would say and kind of see what it would do with the locations we were using, and it was just a total blast. So, but uh, all right, I'm I'm getting on here and uh, about to ask it the first question. So a random question I thought I might ask. So fuck it. Um, uh, tell me how many different kinds of walruses are in the world. So it's I asked it the question, and now ChatGPT. Uh, has like its little logo and it becomes a new chat box which it will title the chat for me so right now it's typing out the information as we're speaking or as i'm speaking here on the podcast and you're listening it's typing me out the different types of uh walruses and this information that's already given me i mean shit i could maybe become a marine biologist today so Walruses are fascinating marine mammals known for their large size, distinctive tusk, and blubbery bodies. While there's only one species of walrus, uh, Obinus rosmeris, they can be categorized into two subspecies based on their geographical distribution and physical characteristics. These subspecies are the Atlantic walrus and the Pacific walrus. The Atlantic walrus is found in the Arctic regions of the Atlantic Ocean, primarily around Canada and Greenland. These walruses have a relatively smaller population compared to their Pacific counterparts. Here are some key characteristics of the Atlantic walrus. Their size can be over 3,300 pounds. Their tusks, uh, they have long tusks, which are up to 3.3 feet. I mean, there's so much more information in these paragraphs. I'm trying to just sum this up for you, but it's given me about the skin color. Uh, it's pinkish brown to reddish brown skin, and uh, basically due to algae and other marine life. Uh, telling me how they're adapted to live in cold and icy waters of the Arctic gives me more information on that. Uh, their diet primarily consists of benthic uh, intervertebrates such as clams, mussels, snails. I mean, it's given me more and more information on each little category I'm reading you. I mean, I could I could literally be reading this forever. The Pacific walrus is found in the Arctic region of the Pacific Ocean, primarily around Russia and Alaska. And its adult males can weigh over 4,000 pounds. Um, their tusks, uh, they have long tusks as well similar to the Atlantic, but um, these tusks of their males similarly be longer than the females. Skin color uh, basically is yellowish brown to pinkish gray. Um, their habitat rely on sea ice and um, including resting, breeding, hauling out. Um, you know, they've been dealing with issues with climate change and then the diet, uh, you know, they kind of are similar clams, worms, other organisms found on the seafloor. And, and it gives you a little bit more information on that. So, that's almost 
14 paragraphs generated by a chatbot by me just asking it a general question of tell me how many different kinds of walruses are in the world. That's incredible. I mean, that that's so fucking cool. And guess what? Now the title of the conversation is Walrus Subspecies Comparison. So, bam. Say I am working in marine biology. Say I am working with walruses or I have a fascination for them. I can use this info, share this with other people, share this with groups, and actually dive deeper into this. I could probably dive another multiple hours on the Atlantic walrus alone. And I mean that that's just it's incredible. So let's uh let's dive into a little bit more about some stuff. So I'm gonna say, um, tell me some history about. Louisville, Kentucky, which is where I'm from, where I'm recording this episode from. Also want to shout out to India for being the newest country, vibing with Sleazy. Uh, Listen to the latest three episodes. So shout out to India, the country of India. Uh, The country list keeps growing. I can't thank everybody enough. And uh, seeing India, one of the biggest countries in the world, to be vibing with Sleazy. Thank you. Asia, what up? So with Louisville, I just got a 12-paragraph summary sent to me while I was just shouting out India on my podcast. Basically tells me the early history about George Rogers Clark and, you know, the Falls of Ohio and tells me about the 19th century and about the canals and the rivers and the transportation hubs. Tells me about the post-Civil War era in Louisville, the 20th century in Louisville, recent developments here recently. I mean, this is pretty much a 12-paragraph general summarization of the city of Louisville from when it started in the 1700s up to 2021. I mean... The, the early history information, I'll just read that paragraph alone. The area that is now Louisville was originally inhabited by Native American tribes, including the Shawnee and the Iroquois. European explorers arrived in the late 17th century with the French establishing a trading post in the area in the 18th century. In 1778, George Rogers Clark, a Virginia militia leader, founded the settlement of Louisville at the Falls of Ohio, strategically positioned at the confluence of the Ohio River and Beargrass Creek. So that's just quick information that it gives you that instead of sitting there on Google or diving to Wikipedia, I mean, yes, there's other information places, but this is quick and this gives you exactly what you asked it. You're, you're asking it a question and it's giving you a direct answer. I mean, it's just, it's fucking cool. So I'm going to ask it, um, Another question, one more, just to kind of show you uh, what all what all it can do. So, um, well, actually, I'm gonna do two more questions. Um, I'm gonna, the first one I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you its story time feature, and then I want to dive into another one. I want to give a shot before we uh, log off to part one. So, for the first one, I'm gonna take a story. I'm gonna say use the names Billy, Susan. Becky, Robert, the location is Louisville in the West End, and 
there are trolley cars driving on the road. So I'll, I'll bring it back old school with it too. So we'll, we'll just see what it does. Make me a story, please. Using those descriptions. Let's see what it does. Wow, it's this fucking quick. This quick. Once upon a time in a vibrant city of Louisville, nestled in the bustling West End neighborhood, there lived a group of friends, Billy, Susan, Becky, and Robert. There were adventurous and always seeking new experiences. One Sunday afternoon, as the trolley cars changed their bells and trundled along the road, the friends decided to embark on a thrilling adventure. They hopped onto one of the colorful trolley cars, their hearts filled with anticipation. Their first stop was the historic Louisville Slugger Museum and Factory. Excitement sparkled in Billy's eyes as he swung a replica of a famous baseball bat. Imagine himself hitting a home run. Susan, with her Keen eye for detail, marveled at the intriguing craftsmanship that went into creating each bat. Becky, a baseball enthusiast, couldn't contain her joy as she posed next to life-size statues of legendary players. And Robert, always the historian, eagerly absorbed the stories behind the iconic Louisville Slugger brand. Already has given you stories in, in very good details about each character. That's fucking amazing i mean if you're not mind blown you don't know about chat gbt this, this is crazy next they're leaving the museum with smiles and memories their friends continue their trolley ride to the louisville zoo my favorite place in the world they strode hand in hand watching colorful birds flutter through the aviary giggling at the playful antics of the sea lions and all struck by the majestic elephants susan being an animal lover even got to feed a giraffe her heart brimming with joy pretty much all things that you can still do now um, the aviary, we don't really have one. We do have one where birds fly, on, fly to you, and we do have exhibits where you can go check out birds and stuff, and you can go see the sea eagles, but I mean, I guess that is, yeah, that's our sea eagle aviary, so yeah, okay, still facts. With the sun setting, the friends decided to explore the vibrant art scene of the West End. They hopped off the trolley near Kentucky Center for African American Heritage, where the sound of music filled the air. They stepped inside to find a lively jazz band playing soulful tunes that made their feet tap and their spirits soar. Billy and Robert couldn't resist joining the impromptu dance floor, twirling Becky and Susan around in a joyful of harmony. As the night grew late, the friends bid farewell to the West End, excuse me, and boarded the trolley once more. They shared laughter, reminiscing about their day's adventures and cherishing the bond of friendships they had forged. The trolley cars hummed along the streets, carrying them back home, their hearts filled with amazing, unforgettable memories. In the years to come, whether they thought of Louisville's West End and the trolley cars that traveled its roads, Billy, Susan, Becky, and Robert would crawl the joy of excitement that filled their souls in that remarkable day, and they would forever treasure their friendships and the magical experiences they shared in the vibrant heart of their beloved city. That's a beautiful fucking story you just came up with in five seconds. You could put that on fucking paper and sell millions of copies. I mean, you can make books with this. You can make homes. You can basically come up with ideas and then edit it to your own idea. But this is a crazy story you could read to people, kids, friends, have fun with. But make this in five seconds. You you get to know characters. You you see visuals of trolley cars in these Louisville locations. ChatGBT is insane.
Okay, so the last question I want to ask you before I tune off for part one and we dive into part two where ChatGPT is my actual podcast guest, I'm going to ask it, how do you make pasta? Let's see what it says. Wow. It actually is giving me a exact recipe and full-blown description, numbered list and everything of how to make pasta. Basically, it's saying it's relatively simple. It's an enjoyable process. And it even gives me an ingredients list. That's what I wanted to know. So when you're asking for recipes or making certain things, it gives you an actual ingredients list. Two cups of all-purpose flour, two large eggs, half teaspoon salt, water, if needed. And then the instructions are numbered down. And I'm not going to read them all, but you have over nine instructions on how to make the pasta. And then gives you a paragraph at the end of why homemade pasta is just a great experience and a great thing to offer. It just chappy GPT is so cool. I mean, this thing, you could spend all day on it. You can learn so much from it. And uh, I already have, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So if you haven't joined ChatGPT now, you know, check out openai.com, make an account, um, be able to log in and start learning, start diving, start creating. Uh, I heard from a lot of people when I mentioned on Facebook that I had learned about ChatGPT, about how they've been using it, how they love it. So I thought, hey, why not make a podcast episode with it? So this is part one. Stay tuned for part two. It'll be uploaded on the same day. BibleWithSleazy.com, BibleWithSleazy at gmail.com, BibleWithSleazy, the podcast, Facebook, Instagram, reach out, show love. Thank you for everybody that's been tuning in, listening, downloading all over the world. Season four has been a huge hit and success. I want to uh, thank uh, everybody that has been uh, showing all their support, reaching in, because uh, it, it means a lot. And, uh, you know, you all, you all make me wake up, want to do this every day. Uh, I have a huge day recording today. So keep pumping out the episodes for you. Love you all. Peace. This is part one, part two coming soon.